Our first reading today is one of the key passages of the Old Testament where the Lord makes his promise of a new covenant with each of us individually written on our hearts. It sort of summarizes the goal of Lent. So, how are you doing this Lent? Have you come to know God in some new or deeper way? If not, don't despair. Last two weeks of Lent are the most intense, so there is still time. We'll hear a lot from the Gospel of John over the next two months, and as you know, it is my favorite Gospel. John's goal is to show us how Jesus of Nazareth is the Christ, the totality of the second person of the Trinity. But today we get a sense of Jesus' humanity, both from John and from our very, very short reading from Hebrews. Lord, create in us a clean heart. In my first semester at the Washington Theological Union, I took a course called Personal Identity, which leads to the great joke, what happens if you fail personal identity? (laughs) In that class, we looked at psychological and spiritual models of human development, and our job was to assess how we, on our journey, fit into that model. When I first walked into that class, I didn't know Eric Erickson from Leif Erickson. If you are as ignorant now as I was then, Eric Erickson was a prominent psychologist who proposed that we negotiate eight stages of development over our lifespan. Each of these eight stages is defined by a crisis that we must face. Now, we never totally master any stage, so those existential questions continue to challenge us throughout our lives. But I think stages five, six, and seven relate to our scriptures today. Well, even if you've never heard of Eric Erickson, and I'm a little nervous, I know there's a couple PhDs in psychology among us, um, but you all know the term he came up with for describing the crisis of adolescence. He He coined the term identity crisis. And think back to when you were in middle school. You probably spent a lot of time thinking, who am I? Who can I be? And you probably worried if you were smart enough, athletic enough, funny enough, good-looking enough to fit in. Now, I know that over time, the names of these various groups and social groups at, at school change. I went to, through this phase in the late 80s when it was the jocks, the preps, the geeks, and the nerds. And I brought my high school yearbook. You can open up to any page and see that everybody used a lot of hairspray. As we negotiate through the drama of high school and the first years of college, Hopefully, we learn that we can't be all things to all people at all times. And in that moment of realization, that's when we recognize that we must claim an individual identity. The primary purpose of wheat is to provide food. But a single grain of wheat can't serve its purpose if it remains on the stalk. It needs to be separated from the other grains to accomplish its purpose, to be individualized. Now, granted, we all still act like 13-year-olds some days of our lives, but most of us hopefully have learned to be ourselves and that most people will accept us 
as we are. Erickson's next stage is young adulthood, and the crisis there is intimacy. Can I love? Now, in the United States, when we hear intimacy, we usually think only of things pertaining to sexual activity, but intimacy is so much more than that. Anyone in RCIA here, or any, almost anyone who's talked to me in the confessional in the last eight months, has been handed a copy of Sister Lynn Levo's list of 12 opportunities for intimacy. I was going to make you copies, but I forgot, sorry. The other 11 are emotional intimacy, intellectual, aesthetic, creative, recreational, work, crisis, conflict, commitment, spiritual, and communication intimacy. Intimacy is something that we share with all kinds of people, same-sex, opposite-sex, individually, and with groups. Intimacy requires us to take risks, to be vulnerable, to share about ourselves, and to be concerned with the needs of other people. If we don't negotiate the challenges of intimacy properly, we end up living in isolation. Now, there's nothing wrong in this day and age with Netflix, PlayStation, and cable TV unless we are using these things to avoid meaningful contact with other people. Once we learn to love, the covenant with God is no longer necessary to be taught to us. It is written on our hearts. And that leads us to Erickson's seventh stage, middle adulthood. And the word for the crisis there is generativity. Can I make my life count? By the time of middle age, and now that I'm 40, somebody actually already gave me a birthday present for my 41st birthday, but that wasn't for another 34 days. (laughs) Thank you anyway. Um, But I guess I'm middle aged now. By the time I'm middle aged, we should be searching for ways to contribute to society by guiding the next generation. Now, there are many ways to do this. Here's three. Helping our children and grandchildren to negotiate Erickson's stages of life. Working in a career that helps us to guide the next generation. Or advocating for policies so that we leave a better world for future generations. But back to wheat. Let's push this metaphor a little further. Imagine instead of being a single grain, that you are a whole sheaf of grain, of wheat. The primary purpose of wheat is to nurture us with food, but if every grain is used for food, there will be no wheat to grow and nurture future generations. We must each sacrifice some of ourselves for the sake of others. This sheaf of wheat on the altar was a gift from a friend of my father's that was placed on his casket. Um, This month is the third anniversary of my father's death. And um, it's also my mother's birthday is in, in March. And so at this time of the year, I'm always thinking and recalling them. Earl made this sheaf, and the writing's in Hungarian, so good luck reading it, uh, on the ribbon. But he gave that because my father had meant so much to him at his church. Um, My father was the chief elder of the first Hungarian Reformed Church of Pittsburgh. 
And Earl considered him a brother and somebody who gave a lot of himself to Earl. And after my dad's death, Earl gave so much to us in helping us to prepare uh, to sell uh, my father's house. Wheat is often used at funerals as a sign of giving of ourselves so that life may go on. In these next two weeks, we will journey with Jesus as he was, to quote Hebrews, made perfect through his sacrifice. I think of my friend's question. If being a Christian were a crime, would there be enough evidence to convict you? If my identity, my connections with others, and my life's purpose don't reflect the sacrifice of Christ in some way, I'm not much of a Christian, am I? 